racetracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. This week, we look at the API Rally Australia. We speak to Neville Wilkinson about round number two of the NASCAR Championship, and we also catch up with Mika Hakkinen. Who else but the world champion? Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes, and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing. So call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Ravel Steering. 28 Mort Street, Braddon. Phone 6247-7711. Neville Wilkinson, the second round of the Australian Stock Car Championship last Sunday at the Calder Park Thunderdome. Good afternoon, yes. First round on the dome for the season, second round of the championship. Obviously, uh, everybody remembers Russell Wingle winning the Bathurst race. This is actually the first round for the Oscars, though, and all the other classes. Second round only for NASCAR. And as expected, well, Tim Jane didn't dominate. He dominated qualifying and the first race, but uh, it was split into two races, 40 laps for the first race and 60 laps for the second race. And then uh, Terry Wyhoon, uh beat uh, Kim Jane home. Basically, they swapped positions. So Ter uh, Terry was came second. So on the day, Terry Wahoon won the day. Uh, everybody's probably trying to, well, wondering how Russell Ingle went. He came third in the first race and fourth in the second race. So on the day, he actually finished third because Dean Cook, who comes third in the second race, did not finish the first race. All right, you might want to just run through the uh, complicated or more complicated uh, racing structure that they have for this year's championship. No longer is it 100 or 120 lap race. Well, they're chopping and changing this year, and I'm like you. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But uh, as far as I understand, the story is they're getting points for both races. Um, they're having a winner on the day. It's a bit like the two-leader. Um, they're having full points for both races. Well, as I understand, it's full points. But then I've heard someone say half points, but I'm going on the full points theory for this time. And um, so they're going to get full points for each race. But they're going to have a winner on the day on where the, where the, the two, well, the both races combined. No, I wouldn't say dominant, not this round. I mean, Terry, Terry was, uh, pretty dominant. He led for the first race, started the first race, and then, um, Tim took the lead and was never headed from there. In fact, Terry dropped off a bit, and Russell Ingle was going fourth, and Dean Wanless was up there, but his tyres went off, and then, um, Russell got past Dean. But in the second race, Tim, was not dominant at all. He led, but then got passed by, or Terry, and he also got passed by Dean, and he couldn't really peg it back. The only reason he came second is Dean had uh, dropped a valve in his engine, and he didn't finish the race. That's the only reason why uh, him finished second in the second race. Oscar was a lot simpler today, and they only had a one race today. It was a 180-lap race, and that was taken out by uh, Matthew White. Lee Watkins comes second, followed by Nathan Pretty. And which is a bit disappointing for Lee Watkins because he was actually leading the whole race until the yellow came out and they had a uh, pit stop. And uh, he just, they, for some reason, and everybody was confused up in the media centre, for some reason they didn't, they didn't have the cars line up into two lines. They suddenly threw the green and the, the leaders were still behind back markers and suddenly there was this huge scramble and Lee couldn't really recover from that. He got up to second place, but that's where it ended for him on the day. So... But, yeah, well, I'm still trying to figure out the point scoring a bit for the NASCARs. All right, now, Calder Park has gone back to Sunday meetings, and how did the crowd respond to that? 
Uh, normal to an evening meeting. That's, that's all I could say. It's the same, same crowd and everything for the evening meeting. We thought there might have been a bit more for Sunday. Uh, we weren't too sure. The reason why they've gone to the Sunday meeting for this round, next round is an evening meeting, um, but they've gone to the Sunday because they still felt it was too cool in the evening for the spectators, so they went to the Sunday round. Next meeting, which is in Adelaide, uh, by the way, is going to be an evening, and all the rest are going to be evenings, except, obviously, the Grand Prix race where the NASCARs are going to be at the Grand Prix, but uh, also the final round of the NASCARs is going to be another Sunday session, which is in April. So, Neville, to recap on the action from last Sunday at the Thunderdome, with a very, very happy Terry Wyhoon. Definitely Terry Wyhoon won the day. Still, uh, without any complications, he had an engine problem this morning and actually had to change an engine, so he's a very happy man, followed by Kim Jane, followed by Russell Ingall. Um, they're the top three. In Oscar today, just recapping, Matthew White, Lee Watkins from Nathan Pretty and rounding out the top five in Oscar, Tony Malley and Anthony Lee. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. The API Rally Australia, her favourite for all the tree dodgers, and Jenny Fitzharning joins us now. It's going to be an amazingly close event, I think. Um, we've got Carlos Sainz coming in, leading the World Championship, but he's got you know two amazing competitors, just only two points behind him, and Tommy Mackinnon and Colin McRae. Although Carlos Sainz is, um, it's, he's an interesting competitor because you know the guy's won the World Championship three times, but Rally Australia is one of only two events in the whole World Championship that he's never won. Generally, the RSEC Rally is a very um, tight competition as well, so uh, they're going to be coming into Rally Australia at top speed, you know, they're going to be putting everything into this event. 94 entries on top of that all, good support once again from the Australian drivers through the uh, boosted ARC Championship. Yeah, that's right, I mean, I think there's, a, there's always a great competition within a competition with Rally Australia, you know, um, the international drivers naturally get most of the limelight, but, you know, there's certainly some very talented Australian drivers and they they like to do well here because it is after all our round of the world championship now the week is a very busy one for all the competitors even before the rally gets off in earnest and uh, we look at what's already happened tuesday was the publicity day and the final team shakedown so i would imagine that the competitors were uh, bolting their cars together over the sunday and monday just to make sure they could uh, get their first practice on the langley park super stage Yes, a lot of them actually spent Monday out doing the final re uh, reconnaissance, you know, getting out and checking the country stages because uh, while Langley Park is certainly the most spectacular of the stages and it's the most easily accessible, the ones where the rally is really won and lost are out in the country naturally. So uh, Monday was a very important day for them. Mm. And uh, then looking later on in the week, it certainly had a mixture of... Uh, core rallying events and also a lot of fun for the people where you had uh, on Wednesday another shakedown out at uh, Langford but then also the media conferences brought a day earlier to uh, try and get everyone a bit more relaxed and giving them a bit more time on race day and then uh, earlier this morning the PMFM morning crew outside broadcast which was always a lot of fun. Yeah that's very popular you know I, th I think that um, uh, generally PMFM says the biggest radio 
most popular radio station here and, you know, the outside broadcasts are always hugely popular and the drivers like it too, you know, they like to see the amount of attention that they get. Well, after they finish their round of golf, which was about an hour ago, it is really all getting down to the racing, which of course kicks off tomorrow. Yep, it's going to be a big day. I think, um, you know, the Langley Park Super Stage is certainly one of the most popular uh, stages in the Rally World Rally Championship because, I mean, other other World Rallies do stages very similar to this one, but um, I don't think any of them have quite the same backdrop with the Swan River on one side, the city on the other, and then just grandstand seating all the way around. And, you know, most rally stars get to do what they do out in the forest with no one watching, but um, they really relish the opportunity to get out and put in front of, you know, 40,000 people. This year we've brought the start and finish right into the middle of the track because the vision hasn't been 100% for absolutely all the spectators. This year it's right in the middle, so there's absolutely no doubt who wins and who, who got the best start and, you know, all of those other exciting things. Jenny, I'm going to put you on the spot. On Melbourne Cup Week, who's your tip for Rally Australia? I have to do the sentimental vote, I'm afraid. I'm going to go for Carlos Sainz because I think that this is the year that he's got to, you know, win the rally. I mean, he's um, he's never had a lot of luck here um, and I think that eventually it's got to come his way. But, you know, um, if you don't want to listen to my first choice, then I think Colin McRae is just that little bit hungry and he just seems to love eating that gravel. Well, Mika Hakkinen took out the World Drivers' Championship for Formula One. And, Mika, how does it feel to be the world champion? I don't know where to start uh, to, to tell my feelings. Uh, what does it feel like? Uh, since starting uh, Formula One 1991, uh, uh, it has been a, a fight every year uh, trying to maximize the result personally and always for the team <clears throat> and now with uh, West McLaren Mercedes uh, driving uh, since 93 I've been continuing that effort to win races and, and to be world champion it took a while it took quite a long time <clears throat> uh, and now you know uh, it happened and uh, Looking all those times back, what we have done together and what we have achieved together in the past, uh, you can be happy about it. Uh, without those those uh, hard working hours for the people in the factory, uh, for the designers, uh, for the marketing, for the partners to the team, uh, we still wouldn't be winners. But because there has been such a hard work for everybody, uh, here we are, we won the championship. But looking at the first start of the race, the start was aborted, but it seemed as though you'd rolled past your mark. Was, did it slightly concern you that maybe you'd be sent to the back of the grid, the fate that then happened <coughs> to Michael at the second attempt? No, 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 because because uh, all the red lights came on, and I knew when they go off, you have to go for it. Well, you didn't go off. Thank you. <laughs> but the yellow light started flashing, and it was, you know, you were so hyped up. Uh, for the start, so I, st I still went for it, and uh, immediately I, I saw it was uh, a start, it was uh, stopped, so, you know, I, I was not worried about it. But then when Michael uh, stalled at the uh, second attempt to leave the grid, did that feel an enormous release of pressure for you? Yes, it did. 
<laughs> but then looking to the race, obviously you had Michael starting at the third attempt from the very back of the grid. Was it easy to control the race from the front? <clears throat> well, it was easier than if, if some of the races it has been passed this year. Uh, it has been more difficult situations than this Grand Prix, but obviously uh, already this morning the, the, the pressure what was on my, myself, uh, it, was, it was disturbing a little bit uh, my performance, and which is, I would say, very much normal. Uh, but then, then uh, in a race, uh, uh, I calmed down quite a lot and, and it was quite easy to control the situation. It was not too difficult, I would say, to, to the team played a big part of that, uh, that information to, to let me know exactly what's going on, where the Eddie is and, and what's happening with David and, and also what's happening with Michael. So it was not, a, not a too, too difficult, but, but I, there is a one problem always in a situation like that. And, you know, when you're leading, like I was leading quite a few seconds, uh, one point, about 10 laps to go, and you start nearly whistling in a car and just, you know, uh, your mind start, uh, start thinking some other things than driving. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, it, it, it is a, it's a difficult situation, in particular because Michael was out of the race, so I knew everything is cool, so it was very difficult. So one was obviously in a radio a couple of times just reminding me to, to keep my head cool. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to ravel at spirit.com.au. Thanks for being with us. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple SFM Canberra via Comrade Sat with the support of the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia.